TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Hey, good morning to you. You're listening to the Mark Cox Morning Show on a Wednesday, the 10th day of January. Happy you're here this morning. Coming up, we are going to talk to State Representative uh, Chris Dinkins, uh, who's introducing a bill, HB 1440 in Missouri, that would uh, allow for school protection officers. And he kind of lays that out for school districts uh, that choose to participate. We're going to uh, talk to the representative and get the details on that for you coming up here at the uh, bottom of the hour, about 735. So be sure and uh, stay tuned for that. First, though, I want to draw your attention to a to a story that's getting a lot of airtime here in St. Louis about using drones to try to prevent crime. And now some local residents seem to be raising some concerns over it. Listen to this report from uh, Channel 5. This is not a gift. This is not a service. This is not um, a uh, proposal that we want whatsoever. Some St. Louis residents are pushing back on a plan to fly surveillance drones in the area. An out-of-town business wants to start the program later this month. Yeah. The city of St. Now it looks like the city is stepping in and, and trying to stop this for some reason. Uh, we've gotten J- Jomo Johnson on the phone with us this morning, CEO, SMS Novel Films, and uh, that's smsnovel.com. Mr. Johnson, welcome in. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. So for, I guess, first of all, you, your reaction to the city now saying that you're going to have to come and apply for permits before you can even do this. Well, first and foremost, I would just say that uh, it's an extreme overreach, uh, I believe, on the city's part to seek to intervene in a private business matter when they're actually a business is actually abiding by all legal state and federal FAA standards. Uh, All of our pilots are licensed. Uh, We are able to fly in FAA regulated areas. And so to be able to or to, to send the cease and desist letter which seems to be unconstitutional, uh, seeking to ban people from simply photo, uh, take photography. Uh, it seems like it's a extreme overreach. Mr. Johnson, this is Kim. I understand these drones are going to have speakers and, and some sort of a light attached to them because th- this is all in an effort to see if it can deter crime. How, how is this going to work? I mean, is the speaker, is the drone going to yell at people and say, I see what you're doing? <laughs> Well, first and foremost, not every drone uh, is going to have that. And during our beta, these are going to be basic live stream drones, DJIs and threes, by which simply we can provide a live stream to any resident or individual that's subscribed to it. But some of the more advanced drones, yes, they are equipped with speakers and lights to be able to communicate in real time. Those are more so designed for specific, uh, based upon on-demand circumstances. But yeah, uh, a drone being operated in real time, it can provide the live stream. If it's equipped with lights, it actually can light up a dark situ- dark uh, area. 
and it can communicate that operator is able to through a PA system able to communicate to uh, individuals or a circumstance situation where we feel like there's a need to warn individuals so yeah that is uh, definitely part of what we're able to do it's a really unique uh, piece of equipment that we believe is helpful in detection deflection and deterring crime now you, you've referred to it mr. Johnson as as a private business so I know you're testing it where here, Memphis and L.A. Would you would you eventually be selling this service like to neighborhoods who wanted additional security? So it's already out in 25 cities via our app. It, OK, it has been booked on demand. What we're seeking to do in St. Louis is do a beta test, beta test to be able to. Uh, create a, a list and data that we can present to the city, we can present to residents, we can prevent, uh, present to HOAs, and show benefits of this. Uh, we base this upon crime maps that he provides based upon last year, areas where there's theft, where there's things happening, and, just, and we seek to monitor those areas to kind of do a, a contrast and comparison. And over the course of two weeks, we'll be able to gain enough information to say, yes, we believe this was a, a deterrent in these areas where these things normally happen. Uh, these are the footage that we're able to capture. These are the things. And also, we plan on being in, in contact with law enforcement. This isn't a rogue or independent thing. We want to work in cohesion with law enforcement. We've sent out numerous emails. Uh, correspondence to law enforcement and say, hey, we've lost here. I think we're having some uh, cellular difficulties. Mr. Johnson, are you still with us? Uh, Mr. Johnson, are you still there? Yeah, I think we might have uh, lost him. It sounds like his uh, cell phone uh, has cut out on us. Um, But, yeah, it's an interesting interesting thought. Let me see if I can get him on here. Hold on. All right, we'll put him on hold for a minute. I don't know if we can get him back or not, but he said they sent out various emails. I think it's what he was saying there mm-hmm. to police. I wonder if police have responded. What the yeah. city has said here is you have to have a specific permit to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. He claims they're already abiding by all state and federal laws. See, no, I know there are, there are some privacy concerns from residents. Now, you can be filmed. If you're walking on a public street, you can be filmed at any time. I mean, that that's not illegal. You can do that. I can understand people being worried if they're, say, in their backyard, but what would stop really anybody from flying a drone? The cr- Maybe the creepy part for them is that it's live streamed. Yeah. This is, ha- this is supposed to start at the end of this month. I don't know why anyone would be sitting out on their back porch naked at the end of January, but <laughs> to each their own, I guess. Maybe, maybe there's some concern there, but... Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I understand their concerns. I don't know what the city can do about that because, like I said, who who what would stop anybody from flying a drone around? Uh, true above your house. Yeah, I, I would. I would imagine that is true. And and you, here's the other. We may have him back on the phone here, Mr. Johnson. Are you back with us? Yes, I'm here. Can okay. you hear me? Okay. I, I, yeah, better now. We, the cell phone clearly had to cut out on us there. And thank you for uh, for calling back. I appreciate that. So you started to say that you have reached out to. I would assume the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department, have they responded? Mr. Johnson, can, can you hear me? Yeah. yeah, I'm here. Have the police responded to your emails? No, we haven't got any response. We reached out to about seven of the aldermen in St. Louis. We reached out to the mayor, authorities. Uh, we, we sent out a pretty large correspondence communication and the only communication that we got back was a cease and desist letter, which was unfortunate. Are you wow. getting the same kind of pushback from the other cities where you're looking to do this? Absolutely not. Uh, we have done a beta test in Los Angeles, a shorter beta test. We've done one in Memphis. 
And, no, there hasn't been any pushback. There's really been a, a kind of an encouragement to any crime solution that would be helpful to cities. And so we've been somewhat surprised by St. Louis, but in our opinion, this is an opportunity to kind of show the benefits of drone technology, and we continue to plan for it. What do you say, though, to people who have privacy concerns of these drones potentially flying over their homes and it being live streamed? Well, number one, I would say if you look on Google Maps, your home is already there. <laughs> uh, as far as the live stream aspect, again, this is on demand. But during a beta test, we seek to be as transparent as possible, providing the data, the information and the video to HOA, to residents, to anyone in that uh, particular area who wants it. So we want to be completely transparent. But again, this is available right now on demand. A person can book this person. People are taking photography right now. Uh, and it all, oftentimes includes a person's home. It includes them if they're in public. So again, this isn't anything that we feel as if uh, is contrary to state law. We feel as if it's consistent and we want to abide by all, all laws and rules. Yeah. Uh, Jomo Johnson, we appreciate you giving us some time. The best website is at smsnovel.com. That's correct. Very good. I appreciate your time, sir. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yep. Thank you. Uh, good. To, yeah, we, I, you know, but I don't know what they'll do. I, I, I didn't want him to think I was being a smart aleck. I might have asked, are they bulletproof? Because I can't <laughs> imagine somebody down, not yeah. using a shotgun if they see this thing hovering over their house. But you've got neighborhoods like, I think, Carl's, for example. Right where they we have private security, they've chipped in for private mm -hmm. security. But not, so this not may be one over the option. house. So I can see why there's a difference there. I mean, my question for him would be, what is maybe it's an FAA thing, but like how low can you get to someone's house? How clear is the picture? Like, can you hover 50 feet above a house or are you far above that? No, I think like, you could probably distance? get in as close as you needed to get. I, I don't know what the restriction would be. I mean, I, if that went right over my house, and, I would probably want to chuck rocks at it if my kid were out playing. And that may be what the city's getting at here is that they want to be able to control how this is used uh, to some extent. Um, you know, we'll find out more details, I'm sure, as this thing moves forward right now. Uh, I don't know if they're going ahead with it or not at the end of this month because they've had a cease and desist order um, letter sent to them. All right, coming up, we'll get to Genevieve Wood. She is looking at the issue of how we make sure the people we're putting in classrooms to teach our kids are qualified to do it. We'll be back in just a minute. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medellin, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. In the year 2023, it also amazes me how many people are like, well, I don't see color, or it would be so much better if we just didn't worry about someone's skin tone. You as an individual are contributing to the problem because our broader society sees color, and it's not just 
physically seeing a color. There is so much more to it than just that. And if you don't understand that, you are again part of the problem. The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of Texas. Genevieve Wood joining us uh, from the Heritage Foundation Senior Advisor there, and I appreciate that. You know, I played that by Genevieve from the person in charge of diversity, equity, and inclusion at Google. Her name is Adrielle Parker. And to me, what she says flies directly in the face of what Dr. Martin Luther King called for, which is not to judge people by the color of their skin, but the content of their character. Yeah, that's exactly right, Mark. But I think anybody who's been following this whole, whether it's, you know, the DEI stuff or critical race theory, that's exactly what it's the opposite of what Martin Luther King called for. It's, they absolutely want everything to be based on color, not are you qualified for the job? Are you the best person applying here? All that wants to be thrown out the door and they want to use color and race as a way of whether getting, you know, that's how you get into school, that's how you're the one who gets the job, that's how you make companies, you know, say, well, we're going to hire this many African-Americans, we're going to hire this many women. I mean, it's, it's, it's got, you know, look, it's, it's gone way beyond what many people think of when they originally thought of affirmative action. This is beyond just quotas. This is literally reverse racism is what it is. Yeah, I, you know, I noticed there, there's a great article in the Daily Signal on this, and the author um, is he's talking to to a guy who wrote a book called The Virtue of Color Blindness, and he describes this cult of diversity, equity, and inclusion, and how it is harming society, and is the, is just the contrary of what they talked about there. Let me play the rest of this soundbite here real quick. Listen to what she says. And it's just to keep telling people that over and over is so frustrating. And I was just on TikTok and there's a trend where parents are teaching their kids not to see color, quote unquote. And I'm like, okay, so the next round of people that are gonna be joining our workforce, this next generation are gonna be dealing with the same issues that we're dealing with now. Yeah, imagine that teaching your kid not to see color is a problem. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, the, this just, it goes to, I mean, the, the, the gentleman you were talking about uh, wrote a book called The Virtue of Colorblindness. And what he, he's saying is basically this woman and people like her who basically want to teach everybody to be a racist, they're involved in the cult of DEI. They're yes. involved in this cult of diversity and race and racism. And, you know, he points that I would encourage people to check out the interview that we did with him on The Daily Signal. It's a podcast, actually. Um, and it basically goes into the whole fact of what this will mean, not just for people today, but future Americans, I mean, basically trying to erase the history that they're taught, erase what this country was founded on, which were the people who founded it perfect? Absolutely not. But the principles upon which it was founded that we all should be striving to be a part of, which is everyone equal under the law, equal opportunity, not equal outcomes, but equal opportunity, equal justice before the law. That is that is such a gift to human history uh, and such a special uh, thing among so many nations, and yet they, the people like the woman you were playing the clips of, and the whole DEI crowd, they want to erase all that and just pretend that everybody's a racist. And I guess you know who can be the best racist today is how they think society ought to run. And it's destroying not only just our teaching of history, but our respect for one another. Yeah, I mean, how do you get along? And he talks about that. How do you get along as a country when you continually divide people into groups 
that he that they say should be opposed to each other. Because some folks have turned it into an industry. There's no doubt about that. You know, Genevieve, you've also got a, a great uh, piece up there on how to get better teachers in America's schools. And I think it's Dr. Roberts who actually wrote this piece. Um, I mean, we've got to focus on on who's in the, actually in the classroom in addition to the curriculum, right? That's exactly right. You want people who actually know how to teach math, teaching math, and people who know something about history, teaching history. But unfortunately, for many years, we've put all this push on getting teachers, you know, to, to major in, quote, unquote, education, as opposed to majoring in history or majoring in science or majoring in math. And therefore, you have people. And when you're an education major, this may not be true at every single college, but the vast majority of colleges and universities with education majors, the main focus is not on teaching subject matter. They have like, you're required to take like four courses on a particular subject matter. It's all about teaching, again, DEI and this kind of cultural Marxism. And that's what most people coming out of college with education degrees have been taught. Focus on that, not focus on actually subject matter. Hence, when they get in the classroom, what are they teaching? Not math. (laughs) They're teaching that you're basically a little racist. That's crazy. (laughs) That's what it comes down to. Well, I hope people go to DailySignal.com. Uh, both of those pieces are up there. You can link to that podcast as well on the, the DEI issue and colorblindness. And uh, Genevieve, thank you as always. We appreciate your time. Thanks, Mark. Absolutely. Uh, Heritage.org is the website up there. Coming up, Chris Dinkins, state representative on a new bill that would uh, provide school protection officers and some guidelines. We'll talk about it coming up. In a letter today to parents, the school superintendent, Axuland Christian School in Sioux City, announced certain staff members will be armed on campus. That story out of Iowa, uh, I, and I support what they're doing out there, is they're going to start allowing, having teachers who are trained uh, to carry weapons at school so that uh, the superintendent said it's pretty simple. I don't want there to be an incident here where I have to come forward and tell you I didn't do everything I could to protect your children. Yeah, and now I'm relieved to see that there's a similar effort happening here in the Missouri. We have Missouri State Representative Chris Dinkins on the line with us this morning. Representative, good morning. Good morning. Tell us about what you've introduced here, because I I think this is a fantastic idea and much needed. Well, uh, we have actually had this in place for about 10 years now, and what we're trying to do is improve it with everything that you do. You can always see rooms for improvement once you start using it. And so currently we have in place where a school district can deem a certified teacher or administrator a school protection officer. Um, However, after visiting with one of my school superintendents, he said that he has other people who work in the school that may not be a certified staff member such as a technology coordinator or maybe a janitor or maintenance engineer um, that would be more confident, more qualified uh, to serve in that role. And so what we're looking to do is to add or other designated personnel uh, to the current legislation. Is there any cap on how many people you could have at one particular school? Uh, There isn't, and, you know, this is all about local control and what each school district thinks they need uh, to fulfill that role. They are required to have a public hearing, and, you know, some of our school districts have uh, one building, and some have several buildings, so it really isn't a one-size-shoe-fits-all situation, and 
nobody else knows better than that local school district what would best meet their needs. Yeah, it's a good point. This is a House Bill 1440. We've got Representative Chris Dinkins on now. You're from you're from down in uh, Lesterville, right? Washington, Wayne, Reynolds counties. Is that correct? Iron County. Correct. So yes. so I and you've been a teacher down there as well, I understand. So my guess is this is not about forcing it down anybody's throat, but giving districts more options, because I would guess the more rural school districts are going to embrace this more quickly than we're going to see it here in the greater St. Louis area. You are absolutely correct. And as a matter of fact, it was uh, one of my school superintendents in Iron County that brought this to my attention and the reason that I filed the bill. Now, in these rural areas, there are a lot of uh, small cities, communities that do not have any city police officers. So they are dependent upon the sheriff's department or the highway patrol when they have an issue arise. So it could take up to 45 minutes. That's not uncommon. That's probably about normal for one to get on the scene if they're in another part of the the county. So this is very much needed. Once once an administrator or someone there on staff expresses interest in being one of these designated, you know, armed protection officers, what what's the next step? What do they have to do? Well, they they have to go through a very rigorous training and this is they have to become post-certified, which is the peace officer standard training, and this is 112 hours, and then they have to do refresher courses every year. They have to have a valid uh, concealed carry permit. This is not just something that we're just putting guns in the hands of anybody that's not a qualified person. We are making sure that they are well-trained and that they understand the role and that they're confident and comfortable in that position. This is all about keeping kids safe. Uh, You know, I had some concern in the past about uh, teachers and maybe we should just change it to no teachers and just Uh, non-certified staff members, and it's like we want the best person, whether they're a teacher or whether they're the technology coordinator or whomever they are. We want the best person to serve in that role. This is all about keeping kids safe. Um, When we look at expanding it to other designated school personnel, we know that uh, the janitor knows all the ins and outs of the school, all the back doors, the, the places that's easier to get in than others. They have all the keys. And usually the same with a, like a technology uh, person. They also usually have the keys to all the, the rooms and right. uh, know, mm. know the whole building layout better than uh, one individual teacher. Good. Uh, Missouri Representative Chris Dinkins with us from District 144. This has been referred, I see, to the Elementary and Secondary Education Committee now. Yes, it has. And as a matter of fact, I will be presenting that bill here uh, shortly this morning. Good. I mean, do you I know sometimes as a as a a representative, uh, you you get a feel for whether or not your legislation has support or has legs. How are you feeling about this? Have you gotten feedback from some of your fellow legislators there? Um, you know, I don't look for there to be a whole lot of opposition. This has passed off, off the House floor and into the Senate um, a few times before. Uh, so it's always came out of committee either with no opposition or very little. Last year it passed off the House floor and went to the Senate uh, 120 to 25. Wow. Um, usually there's only a very few uh, people that are opposed to it, and they're usually the ones that are generally opposed to guns in general. 
you know, I know this still has some more hoops to jump through, but have you already had any people, any administrators or staff members reaching out to you saying, yeah, I'd like to be one of these people? Uh, not uh, particularly to me. I know that I've had superintendents say that they've had uh, people within their school reach out to them, and, and they are all very supportive from different areas of the state. I get emails that, you know, hope that they can uh, be of help of any way. They'll, you know, reach out and hope to get it across the line this year. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, uh, Chris Dinkins, thank you for giving us some time this morning, and uh, good luck with HB 1440. Thank you so much for your time. You bet. We'll talk. Uh, we'll talk again soon. Good to good to get her on there from uh, from Lesterville area and used to be a teacher. So apparently, still substitute teaches some. Down I'd like there. to have her as my teacher. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I'd like to have some common sense people there. Well, and again, uh, she stressed, and this bill has been around for a while. It's been okay for districts to do this. Not a lot of them in the listening area here have taken them up on it, but some have, and th- they may not even make it very public that they've done that, but it does require a certain level of training. They're not, they're not letting just anyone go mm-hmm. do that. hundred, what was it? 120 plus hours well, she said of training re- requires, um, mm-hmm. it has to be from a certified or, uh, agency that is, that is allowed to do that training. And I see here in the legislation that she's proposing to, to make these adjustments that if, if that gun, for example, were to leave that person's body, like if, if they were to give it to somebody else, even on accident, that would absolutely be they would be removed immediately from that position and they could be terminated they could be fired wow so i mean they're taking it seriously yeah. at least under uh, her proposal good uh, good subject matter there for sure coming up here we're going to talk to congresswoman ann wagner she i talked to her was that monday i guess and uh, we agreed to get her on here this morning she was uh, exhausted from about a week long trip to israel in the Middle East, we're going to ask her what she saw over there when we come back. Throughout these United States of America, every every community has become a border community. Uh, these uh, The fentanyl is laced in pills that people don't even realize would be in that. And they take one pill with, uh, with the fentanyl lace, and that could be enough to poison somebody to death. Yeah, Ron DeSantis last night, some of his comments on that uh, town hall they did with him. They did one with Haley the night before, one with him. And tonight on CNN, the two of them will debate while Fox interviews um, Donald Trump in a town hall at about the same time. Hmm. Any thoughts on which one might get the highest ratings? Mm. That's a. I really, I really don't know the answer to that question. Mark. Yeah, I mm. think I think we know the answer to that. So I thought this was an interesting question, and I, I I thought DeSantis handled it perfectly well. Now, Ramaswamy came out yesterday and said he would basically defund and eliminate the ATF and the FBI. While I think those are, uh, at least the ATF side is a lofty goal, <laughs> um, I it, it's not based in reality. They, they did talk to DeSantis. Somebody asked DeSantis last night, what he would do with with what he felt were some federal agencies that at the very top leadership point were out of control. Listen to this. The left has weaponized the FBI, DOJ, and the IRS against their political enemies, including President Trump. When you are president, will there be a reckoning for this abuse of power? Scott, thank you for the question. It's an easy answer. Yes. And we're going to do it on day one. We're going to be ready to go because here's the thing. Those agencies have become weaponized. I mean, you look at what they've done. I mean, I first saw it when I first ran for Congress. I had groups in my district where the IRS was targeting those conservative groups back there in 2012. 
And it's like a small nonprofit that's just talking about the Constitution. Under Obama, they did it. No one was held accountable for doing that. Then you had the Russia collusion where they went after President Trump. Uh, false theory about stealing the 16 election. They kneecapped him any way they could. Nobody was held accountable for that. So you're going to keep getting these outcomes until you have a president that comes in and drops the hammer. Yeah, uh, so I liked uh, that DeSantis answer last night. I, I don't dislike Ron DeSantis. Yeah. Don't. You know, he brings up the fentanyl issue, and, and not to change the subject, but it makes me think about the situation going on in New York, Brooklyn, where that, that high school was forced to, to have yeah. its students go remote so that 2,000 illegals could be— could be housed there overnight in the gymnasium and the auditorium. What if one of those illegal immigrants had a trace of fentanyl with them? I mean, what happens then? Could have been a mule uh, brought in, brought it in across the border. I mean, you just don't know. Yeah. Well, that's awful. Yeah, I, I would agree. Uh, it'll be interesting. Now, uh, d- there was a poll out yesterday <laughs> that shows Donald Trump now leading. Um. A, a, Joe Biden in Michigan. And I mean, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, This is a new statewide poll from the Detroit News and WDIV TV. When given a list of Trump, Biden and third party candidates, Donald Trump led Joe Biden by 12 points in the state of Michigan. Now, obviously, this doesn't factor in all the fraudulent votes that will be cooked up in Detroit. uh, But if you get outside of that for just a minute, that's a pretty significant difference, well outside of the margin of error. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure that that has got a Democrat head spinning, concerned. And maybe the guy, J.P. Morgan, is right. Maybe the Democrats ride him into the convention and then they get him to resign and they appoint somebody else. Yeah, I think I, it could I, happen. Yeah, I'm not quite sure how. And, and, and I didn't report this yet either, but Carrie Lake, who's running for Senate down in— um, down in Arizona, do you see this story? The, kudos to the Gateway Pundit for reporting this because I'm not seeing the mainstream media report it. She has reported a record. Well, I don't know if it's a record, but she brought in $2.2 million in the first quarter since launching her campaign for the U.S. Senate. Wow. I mean, that is a significant bundle of money that she's going to have, uh, and, and that's going to be— like a potentially a three-way race. You got Kristen Cinema, who's an independent. You got a Democrat who's running for that Senate seat, and you got Carrie Lake who'll be running as a Republican. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there's some other people in the primary. Don't don't get me wrong. She's got to win the primary first. Um, but she's been leading in a lot of the polling down there, and that hasn't changed since she announced her candidacy. But I thought it was interesting that she's already got two point two million dollars in her first quarter of the race for quarter four to Carrie Lake for Senate. That's pretty significant. It really is. Good for her. I like her a lot. All right, coming up, Congresswoman Ann Wagner is going to join us to talk about her recent trip to the Middle East while Anthony Blinken is still telling us there must be a two-state solution. We're talking in circles here. We're going to be back with uh, Congresswoman Wagner right after the top of the hour. Get more at 971talk.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, 
even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 